Hey, Rodney. It's happening. What up, Brody? Uh, drink water, man. Just drink mm. lots of water. I, lots of I, I do, like, I open the day with water, and I have for years now, but I got away from really getting the 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 OZs in throughout the day and really and it's just game changing. It's uh it keeps me from wanting to nap. And uh on days I work out, I drink more because I drink most of my water in the morning. So it's hard. It's hard, but definitely drink water. H two O nothing wrong with napping, by the way. If you need it, if your body's telling you, you need you it, you need, need it. it. Or is it a crash if from you coffee? It, but so those are two different things. Hey hey different things but sometimes you still need it even if it's crash from coffee <laughs> that is real that is real that is real welcome back to the morning comment podcast i am your co-host keith with my man i'm the other guy rodney and we're your compassion Sherpas. We're your compassion uh, uh, taxi drivers, your Uber drivers, your Lyft drivers. And here's here's what I have to say about compassion today. Uh, it's about selflessness. It's about sacrifice. It's about putting yourself in other shoes. And it's about the fact that we're not alone and that our actions affect others. I took all of that from the four beautiful souls that you're about to hear us talk to Keith yeah. banana chant. It's a, it's a more in common first four guests, one, one soul interviewing the band banana chant. So it was a really cool thing because it's really about getting to know the band, what their process is, what they struggle with, who does what, where are their strengths beyond just the music and the instrument that they play and I just I love that we go into this this world of how they create and where their conflict comes up and where they have arguments and how it all plays out and what their goals and aspirations are as an entity um, and individually in navigating that. So, um, you know, it's it's a fun conversation and excited to bring it to you. Why would someone listen, Rodney? If you're a fan of Banana Chant and you want to know more about them. If you're not a fan, you should become one. The music's the music's money. The conversation that we have, there were some moments in it that had put, I felt them as intense because there was there was a sharing of honesty about difficulties within the group within trying to make things happen. But it, it's a really good example of sharing a truth and yet accepting it as it is, and also looking to progress. And they're just a, a, I think they were just a really good example of, of, of the journey of, of working together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we all do this in different capacities, whether it's relationships or or companies or teams or bands. And through the conversation, I really felt some, some kindred spirit with them on our entrepreneurial journey. I mean, they're entrepreneurs. They're trying to make their thing, their dreams real through music. And uh, it's just I, just a really honest conversation, and uh, it was really fun. So you can, um, they say it, but I, I want to say it again. You can find them at bananachant.com, or you can just go to Google and type in Banana Chant, and they're going to come up, their IG, their Facebook, their social. Check them out. We'll have some links in the notes. 
And if you want to check us out, you can go to moreincommonent.com. You can find all things related to this here podcast and our consulting organization. So if you have an organization and you're trying to figure out inclusion, you're trying to figure out why isn't everybody happy? How do I make everybody happy? How do I make this diversity plan that I have work? Well, you need some inclusion and we have we have some tips. So hit us up. All right, let's get on to this conversation. We come here not to make money. We come here to make music and to be happy. And I said this like months ago to the band, you know, I like to feel that this is my safe space and I can come here and open up and not feel attacked. Like no matter what I say, oh, this, you know, have a bad day and stuff. But they know that, you know, I still come here because I find peace here. And my personal goal is to play music every single day for the rest of my life and go touring and have our band be the band that shows that you can, you know, have a dream of being four years old and playing around the world and that it can happen. Today is a more in common first, a full band of four people, Banana Chant. Let's go. They're an up and coming alternative rock band located in Miami, Florida, with influences such as the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Young the Giant, Jimi Hendrix, and the Beatles. Banana Chant's music is deeply rooted in an authentic appreciation for good old-fashioned rock and roll. A four-piece band, Banana Chant is made up of Galexin, singer-songwriter, Tanis Perez, the guitarist, Vanessa Faith, the bassist, and Doof, the drummer. Banana Chant strives to make music that they personally like to hear. It is not for monetary gain, but for the love of music that keeps Banana Chant going. They have one EP released, The Balloon Room, and an album, Paying Off Student Loans, which released on March 20th, 2021. Their most recent video, Floating, is the band's self-proclaimed magnum opus, a song about isolation and addiction, providing a haunting, ghost-like quality with relaxed drums and a colorful bass line. The chorus is euphoric as Galaxin's falsetto and Vanessa's harmonies drift directly into your heart. Give it a listen. Enjoy this awesome conversation. Banana Chant. What's Welcome going on, guys? We're Banana Chant. How you Chant. doing? I'm Gio here. What up? What's going on? Hey, I'm Ander. Lady and fellas. I am uh, right. Vanessa. I'm Tannis. Yeah, we got, what up? We got uh, Gio, we, Vanessa, Ander, and Tannis. Oh, and then and of course, Mr. Chant. Mr. Chant. The banana. What kind of voice do you have? I don't know. He makes <laughs> me want a banana in my a office man. Now. This is a man. <laughs> like a full, large, stuffed banana for every show. In honor 100%. It feels show. right. It does. So bright. I'm not going to lie. What a bright I like guy. the idea. All right. First question. And I, since we asked all of you, I'm only going to pick out one to start this dialogue. To start the show, we talk about tip for navigating difficult conversations. Ander, you said something that I think is super important. Understanding the goals and everyone's goals within it. Do you have insight into how you do that when you're engaging in a conversation that that matters i think when you start talking you start doing yourself a disservice and you're not listening to what other people really want from you and the best way to move forward in a conversation is to just be able to understand what 
drives people and they will reveal that based on what they're saying. That's how, you know, people survive in Game of Thrones just by finding out what people want, you know, and that's survival of the fittest. You need to know what drives people in order to move forward and get what you want from them. So it plays into what everyone else said and it's just, you got to listen to them. It's good. It's, it's, it's something that I don't think enough of us do when we're in a conversation is really try to understand what the other person, it's like, it's like going into a conversation where you're expecting to debate and the other person is just expecting to talk and that mismatch creates conflict. It's good. Now, Gio, I have to call you out too. You say control emotions. Yes. How do you, what do you do to control your emotions when shit gets real? I deal with a lot of emotional people because I, I am, I am the one who is mostly super deep in the music industry and a lot of people they're very close to their work or whatever they do. So I get, I get into a lot of, I see a lot of things when it happens where people take their emotions too, like they take, they take it too far sometimes. And some people just need to control their emotions. Sometimes in this situation, how you feeling is not the biggest important factor in the argument. It's what's going on, the facts, what, how to get to the goal and how to do this. And how I do it is that, because I also, I, before a long time ago, I had, I had a lot of anger issues. And especially um, now, it's only when I'm really, really tired, because I work a lot of long hours, that I say a lot of things that I don't mean because of the frustration I'm having. And, and not a lot of people understand um, the, the, the long hours I do at, at work. And, but that's fine. That's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to blame anyone on that. They, they don't understand that. So I have to understand that they don't understand that they see something else. So I, sometimes when I do go say random things, I always apologize first. I didn't mean like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. A lot of people say that, oh, when you say something out loud, you really mean it. it we're human beings. Most of the times we don't really mean it. We just, we just are frustrated and we want to be feisty. So it's important to to control your emotions and just calm yourself and and think of the bigger picture. Like my like, just because I'm mad, doesn't mean oh, people should listen to me. But then no. you realize when those outbursts happen and you say something you don't really mean, that's the truth coming out, and that's why you just need to listen to people. If you're frustrated, your emotions. <laughs> are just, I hear a, words. I hear it. I hear a debate happening here. I hear a debate yeah. that well, just started. Let's set let you goals here. Speaking. So I understand. Banana has I think, well, I think there, there's some interesting things. The banana has split. Oh. The banana has split. <laughs> nice. Mm. Gio, I mean, you said a couple of things I think were interesting. Um, I mean, the whole thing and same with yours, Xander. I think that the, uh, that, that kind of the idea of understanding that they don't understand. Cause often, I mean, you just said it, like when you're tired, you're more likely to be emotional or, or frustrated or angry or whatever it is. So the, the anger response isn't actually that like, you're not actually angry at whatever was happening. You're angry. You're just not getting enough sleep. The thing isn't the thing. The thing that you're saying isn't really the main thing in that case. Um, is, it though? is there anything like that? What's, what's that ended? Is it though? No, not all the time. I think the true in, in, I think the truth has two sides and three sides, you know, my truth, his truth and the real truth. So mm-hmm. what? <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact. What does that so even mean? It's that, that is, a fact. is no that's super true. There is no I, 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 wait, wait, I, so I, this, is true? <laughs> this, yeah, is no this ties really fact. well. I think this ties really well. I think into Vanessa's comment about thinking twice, 
So how do you think about this little d- this this debate? This I don't difference think of opinions. Anyone thought before they talked. I'm kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that we had like, you know, he let his emotions get to him while he was speaking a little bit. And that's where like the mix of emotions came. But he had a great point um, in the beginning of the argument where, yeah, you cannot let your um, <laughs> you can't let all the anger and frustration of no matter what you're dealing with personally affect what you're trying to get through to the person that you are arguing with or having a conversation with. Because then the other person is going to reflect on what you're feeling. And then that's where it gets worse and the argument progresses and no one's really talking. It's just, blah, 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 blah. I feel this way. You're not listening to me. I don't care what you say. This is how I feel. Besides it just being like, hey, what do you think? You know, and actually having a simple talk. I talk first, you listen, then you talk, I listen. And that like have an actual conversation because it gets lost in all the emotions and stuff. It's like what Ander said on the flip side. Don't just know, understand what everybody's goal is, but understand what you're trying to get out of the conversation. Right? Like, are you trying to actually accomplish something or are you just trying to bitch and moan? Hey, listen, I'm all about venting once in a while. Right. So. So, but the question then is how do you, how do you do that? Vanessa, like how, cause, cause we're, we're, we're emotional animals. We're, we're humans. How, how do you peel that off so that you don't let your shit um, personally, recently I've been reading a book about the mind and the body and how it deals with trauma and stuff. And so me personally, I have a lot of emotions. I'm the, probably the second emotional person here more, maybe the first, but, um, second, second is modest. Yeah. For real. So I was, just, I was saying I'm reading a book and basically what I think the best thing to do is to educate oneself on what they truly want. And that's, I think, the hardest question of the universe. Like, who are we? What do we want? What is our goal? What do we see ourselves 10 years, 20 years from now? None of that will ever get achieved unless we do the research ourselves to actually, you know, go out, take 100% of the chances that we miss if we don't. And just, to, you know, think about, hey, what would make us happy? What is going to progress us? You know, in a sense, as a band, what we individually all want to make it progress super important it's not just one person wants this we got to do it their way no bands work as and we all input our specific wanting and we all agree that hey that's a cool idea or this is cool maybe that's not the best now but it will be later and then that's how like progression works and i feel like humanity if it worked a little more simplistic and less attacking would be so much easier and it's all about thinking before you hurt someone and say the stuff that really will hurt the relationship at the end of the day want to want to come back to all that for sure because there's some stuff in there but tannis you you dropped listening you dropped the listening bomb which is a popular answer but the descriptions are often different so how do you how do you think about listening in it especially in a heated moment we come uh we come into a lot of arguments here at the studio as a band a lot of it stems from the fact that we're all striving to make the best product uh, which in which in our case is usually a song right trying to make trying to record write the best song most of the time we have a different idea of what that song is we all hear it differently in our heads um and that's where the conflict arises you know i want to add a guitar here and wants to play a fill here vanessa wants to play a lick there and Gio wants to sing all over <laughs> the entirety of it <laughs> so we argue 
Some of us are way more heated than others, as in these three. Way more heated than I am, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that um, vibe comes out pretty pretty easily. It's good. It's good. A lot. Yeah. You're true to yourselves. <laughs> true to yourselves. I think the most gets done. The most um most gets done when I sit back and I listen and I speak second. Or in this case, fourth. Um because after everybody says their piece, then you can kind of start putting it together and you know, fitting the the pieces into the puzzle figuring out what everybody really wants to do and then move on, moving on from there. So obviously it plays into what everybody else said, you know, think before you speak, um, understand the goal, manage your emotions. Uh, I mean, obviously that all matters. I'm just being practical and saying, do that by listening. Do that by shutting the fuck up. So you pivot, pivot on this Tannis coming to the band and getting to a bit of the root of, of how you all work together you said there are a lot of arguments, but you still create awesome, like that word argument has different connotations. Some people think of it as a productive disagreement between people. Some people think it's to be avoided because it's painful. Like, how do you all look at those arguments and then resolve them so you can put out amazing material, especially like floating? We, uh, we all have a lot of ideas. And it's tough to figure out which one is the best. But the best way of figuring out which one is the best is by listening to all of them. Somebody wants to cut a section, you cut that section, you listen to it, and then you determine how you feel about it. Because if every idea is shut down immediately, then we won't get songs like Floating. We won't get songs that have a huge outro, almost cinematic feel, right? Where you're sent into this world and you're (laughs) thrown out the other side feeling, you know, changed, right? And that only comes from hearing everybody's ideas, everybody's you know, vision of how that part of the song should be. So the best thing we do is we listen to each other. We um, hear out everybody's ideas and go from there. Anybody else have some thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I always have thoughts. But the main thing is that since music is subjective and we're all influenced by different things, um, you know, Tannis is like, I'll, I'll let him say it. What are you influenced by, buddy? Um, some major influences of mine are uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, John Mayer, those kinds of guitarists, that kind of style. I grew up listening to 90s rock and grunge um, with a hint of funk. So I would say something like that and maybe some more modern. Well, I grew up with all about punk. I listened to Taking Back Sunday, All Time Low, uh, uh, Bayside, all these, all these main, all these un- underground mainstream bands back in the day because of my brother, honestly. But as a singer songwriter, as I grew up and started to learn how to write, I have the f- I have uh, five actual artists that are all have their first letter as J, so I call them the five J's. We have uh, Jason Mraz, Jack Johnson, Judd Sharon, James Morrison, and John Mayer. And, you know, I like psychedelic rock. I like hard rock. I like um, good music. So when you when you come and you put all of us into like a fruit basket and you try and make one thing, the only way it'll ever work is if we try like 90% of the ideas. I remember in Floating, uh, we had the song end after the second chorus, after like the bridge after the second chorus or the post-chorus. I don't know terminology. I'm a drummer. So we had it end after that. And then I remember jamming on on floating, no lyrics. Gio wasn't here, Vanessa wasn't here. It was me, Tannis, my dad, and another guitarist. And we were playing it. 
Then we slowed it down. Then we sped it up, slowed it down, sped it up. And it was like, it was just a beautiful moment where everything came together. And I showed it to the band initially or hesitant. We can have an outro, but let's just only have a speed up. We can have an outro, but only a slow down. And then eventually, you know, we're just like, if we nail it, it took us like half a year. If we nail it, it can work. And it did. So the best thing is just trying ideas. And sometimes that's why this type of music takes forever because it's four of us musicians and it's not, you know, we're sitting at a computer, a plug and play, but I think the result, you know, you see it. You honor, y'all are like a, a poster band for, for honoring each other's diversity. I mean, it's the, the diversity of thought and experience that comes together and makes it sound so damn good. So that, that kind of, that makes sense artistically, but then Vanessa, you brought up a point about everybody having different hopes and dreams. So even outside of just the music, how do you balance that? Cause I mean, I think, I think this is probably one of the things that probably ends up breaking bands up. I don't know. I'm not a band. I'm not in a band. I've never been in a band, but like everybody have, has, has different things they want to achieve in life. Do y'all talk about that? Do you think about it? Like balancing like work and music? Yeah. I feel like, honestly, I'm so happy this question landed on me because it is my biggest struggle in this band. Give her two mics. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, uh, the we'll biggest zoom struggle in now on for Vanessa me for the next hour. Yeah. in Banana Chant is balancing my work and income and coming here. Because we come here not to make money. We come here to make music and to be happy. And I said this, like, months ago to the band, and you know, I like to feel that this is my safe space and I can come here and open up and not feel attacked. Like no matter what I say, oh, this, you know, have a bad day and stuff. But they know that, you know, I still come here because I find peace here. And my personal goal is to play music every single day for the rest of my life and go touring and have our band be the band that shows that you can you know, have a dream of being four years old and playing around the world and that it can happen. And the hard part is about reality is, yeah, we need to have jobs and it's not easy to get a music job. Gio did it, but he worked his ass off going to school, getting a degree and to enter the music industry. Yeah, I mean, he did all that, but he still, he did it. He got into what he wanted to do. He's producing for people. I just graduated. So I'm, you know, the youngest one here, but I'm trying to figure out the balance of, you know, if it, if my dream is just money or if it's actually making music and then, you know, the rest comes later. I don't have an answer. I do realize, though, that I would rather make music and suffer on the economical side than to have all the money in the world and not be making music. It's just not worth it. That is a, a real reality that I think everybody faces and most people don't even try to answer that question. Money first. Pat, like, I mean, Rodney and I talk about that all the time. I miss the whole sellout conversation, right? Like, do I, do I sell out yeah, to, are we to, gonna just to sell be, to be comfortable a robot? or do I pursue what I'm meant, what I'm here for? How, how, how did the I rest, I'm, I'm curious to I'm here yeah. to hear how the rest of y'all feel on all this. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, the band for sure suffered for my absence. I I started interning at a really big studio, and um, it took a lot of hours. But that wasn't even that. I started interning for a really big producer and, and like music business guy that's been that's been uh you know around in the industry for twenty years, and uh, he's opened the doors of a lot of opportunities for me. 
but that took a lot of time from the band. And uh, at the peak, it was it was really stressful for everyone, especially Anders, since he had to take over with the TikTok and the Instagram and all that. And uh, and it was just a lot, it was just a lot of big decisions of what should I do, you know. But it came to it came to uh, it came to where I had to drop a couple projects of mine um, because then I got hired as an engineer and um, as an audio engineer at the studio. So then I started getting money. Money wasn't money isn't as much as the issue as, as it was before. I started meeting a bunch of artists, started uh, producing for artists, um, got my own artists that that, I, that I'm helping out with, trying to build their career, and um, I'm just slowly but surely uh, balancing my life for the band and with my own personal um, goals. It's it's still hard. It's still very frustrated. Uh, I had to cancel a meeting I had today for this because it was my fault. I I thought it was at I thought it was Tuesday, but it was Wednesday, and uh, I had to cancel a couple couple meetings I had to be here. But then now I have uh, at four I have a session with a, with another artist I have to I have to meet up. But don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> so it's still hard. It's still very hard. But I still make time no matter what. Tuesdays and Thursdays is band only, and 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 uh, I make sure people know that. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays from twelve to six, I'm not available. So you have to figure it out on yourself with the artist and, and my my internship and, and my other internship. I try to make that just it. And then also on the weekends when we have a gig, that's also a priority and practice and all that. I, I'm curious to get other takes on that. But one of the things I wonder is how do you manage how do you manage not having resent? Because I think that's one of the things that could build up in a situation like that when somebody has other responsibilities and it hurts the group or it takes away from the group. And I say that from personal experience, being the one that does all the things that <laughs> takes away from the other endeavors. How do you manage it, Gio? And then the rest of the band, like how do y'all look at it and manage it? Just a communication, honestly. I struggle with communication a lot. You ask my girlfriend. I struggle with communication a lot. And I'm trying to get better at that, but I believe that if I if I just somehow fixed my problem, I think my life will be extremely easier. And I'm still trying to figure it out, honestly. How to how to just just take two seconds and text, be like, "Hey, I'm late," or "Hey, I'll be there," or or "Let's reschedule," or do this and that. Uh, it just for some reason it it's really hard mentally to do that and to remember stuff and all that. I try, I'm trying to get a planner, trying to start writing things down, but that's not really helping. So I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm just like, back I, have, and I forth. appreciate the, the honest reflection in that answer. It's like a simple answer, but like a real honest answer. And I, I, I feel that in my being. What about the rest of y'all? How do y'all so feel about it? What it comes down to is how we react to everyone else's schedules. And, you know, we can choose to be um, resentful, but the um that's not that doesn't help anything you know so the solution is making every time we are in the studio every time we're outside of the studio every time we have a moment where we can focus on banana chant to put all the effort into that if we're here and we're on our phones then we're not doing anything and then it defeats the purpose what does it matter if someone sacrificed some time to come here right so this this comes with time and you know you have to learn to understand that you know banana chant isn't the end-all be-all and it hasn't been because it's hard to make it as a musician as a band who whose only source of funding is ourselves you know now we're selling merchandise and stuff but it's not like you know we sold um a billion shirts our stream numbers aren't through the roof but that's not important we're doing it because we love it and hopefully eventually people will see that 
and like it for that. So in the meantime, all we really can do is just be patient and find the best ways to work around everyone's schedules. Mm-hmm. If I can yeah. add on to that. Please. We've definitely come from a long way. I would say two years ago, the way that we did things, the way that we rehearsed and practiced was different, not necessarily worse. But um, now I feel like we have found a way around scheduling and around not having everyone here all the time. You know, like yesterday, um, I couldn't be here during the daytime, but I know that these the singer and the guitar came and then at night, you know, I came with Ander and we finished the baseline for a new song. So as long as we all put in the little amount of time that we can put in or as much as we want to, to come to the studio late at night or early in the morning or at our normal time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's what really pushes us forward. It's not about all of us being here 24% of the, like 24-7. It's about giving our 100% every single time we are here, just like Ander was saying. And... I think that's a huge goal that we accomplished as a team to be more productive, get things done. And then when we're all here, perspective, listen to what we did, what sounds better, what sounds worse. Oh my God, this is amazing. Like today, we created beautiful music. What's your take, Tannis? I think we work best when we're all here, which um, which makes sense. Um, it's unfortunate that we can't be here all the time, all four of us. Sometimes we have to section off like Vanessa said, you know, two of us come, two of us go later. We've said <laughs> a very common statement we say during practice is, oh, just practice that at home. You know, practice that at home, come here and then play it. Um, and even that's hard because at home you're, you know, doing other things. <laughs> you have a life, right? I think we have all grown a lot since we started playing uh, music together. And we've all been way more accepting of each other's schedules. You know, understanding that sometimes someone else just can't make it. You know, and as important as it is, they can't. And you have to accept it. And we've gotten a lot better at making those those exceptions and being accepting of those situations. And I think it's a testament to the fact that we know each other way better now. We're way more in tune with what each other wants. We know each other's goals. We And we feel for each other. You know, we care about each other. That also luckily shows up in our music. I think you can tell that there's this bond that we have between the instruments, between the vocals, the guitar, the drums, and the bass, but how things kind of meld together in our songs and how you're not coming out of it thinking like, wow, that that part was cool, but this part wasn't. It's, it's almost like, like the bass is cool because the guitar is cool, because the drums are cool, because the vocals are cool, you know? And that's something we didn't have before. It's something we have now, something that takes time, something that we worked on, whether passively or consciously. You know, we... We spent a lot of time together and we figured out what works best. That's not to say we have, we don't have room to grow. Obviously, we're getting better. Every song we write, every song we release is better than the last one. Every time we come to the studio, we're more accepting of each other. And uh, I think that's a good thing. Harmony is, uh, is something to, to always strive for. It doesn't always work, even in life. Through all of this, though, I'm curious. I'm finding myself super, super, uh, super surprised by the parallels between their journey and our journey keith yeah there's there's definitely uh definitely some but that would bring me to the question of like it is two-parter i try to avoid them but they're they're connected like hey let's take a pause right there hope you're enjoying this conversation and if you want some more like it with some musicians that we've talked to. I definitely recommend checking out Isabel Stillman's episode, episode 117. 
instead of a band, it's an individual working through her process and all of the things that she thinks about as she's building her aspirational career in music. So I definitely check that out. And if you like this episode, if you like what we're doing, if you, if you like more in common, give us a like, leave us a review. Hey, share us, tell your friends about us because we certainly want to help promote this message of compassion and just keep it growing and keep it going. Okay. We'll see you in a couple of days with part two. Thank you.